third win against the top ten, and the Orange had them all away. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again, the cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Seth with you up until 2 o'clock. And we kick off the 1 o'clock hour as we do every Thursday at 1 o'clock with our good friend Danny Shays. He's brought to you every week by Romano Subaru and by Empower Federal Credit Union. And Danny, I don't know if you were listening, but I want to start this segment the way we ended last segment. We brought up Merrick Dolajai, and he, he has been... A surprise, I think, this season, what he's been able to bring to the table in his first year in the program. But you look at what he's done in ACC play. A combined one for eight from the field, eight total rebounds in four ACC games. I asked Seth this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think that now that there's better competition and, and stronger athletes and you know, you're know you getting the, the cream of the crop when you play in the ACC, do you think that, that Dolajai's production is going to be along these lines or do you think he's just in a in a slump that all newcomers go through at some point over the course of their first year well seth will tell you that we've talked about this pretty heavily not only about dolajai specifically but about the team in general that this is a team with a lot of young players a lot of guys who at the start of the year aren't really quite ready but our my expectation is to see this team make incremental improvements week over week over week and dolajai fits into that category. At the beginning of the year, he played pretty well moving the ball and offensive rebounding and knocking down a few shots, and then he seems to have taken a step back once the you know the level of play increased. But that's kind of expected, that that's how you continue to grow and, and, and kind of grow into the position and, and grow into the competition. I mean, it's funny because you know, my first year in the NBA, I came back to an SU game and went, man, how did I not get 50 a game? You know, because now I've been playing against NBA-level competition, and I look at the college game and just see how much I improved, you know, playing an 80-game schedule. So that's kind of the expectation I have for Dolajai. He you know, looks a little overwhelmed these last few games, but I expect him to kind of grow into it as long as he can keep his head up, not get kind of overwhelmed or, you know, kind of uh, sunk, if you want to say, emotionally by the competition and just continue to bang away at it game after game. You know, when we look at this team and, and something that Dolajai did so well in the non-conference was, was rebound, um, and they had a couple of bad rebounding games against Wake Forest, against uh, Notre Dame, um, and Jim Beheim said that they aren't a good rebounding team and that it was a myth that they are. Uh, and then they come back and they rebound really well against this Virginia team. Uh, is this going to be an on-and-off thing? Are they going to be able to rebound the ball well? What, uh, is it a myth? That, are, are they a bad rebounding team? They're, they're tricking all of us? Well, what is well, it? Well, look, re- yeah, rebounding, as you know, is as is, is much hustle and effort as is his technique. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of good rebounders have, you know, the proverbial nose for the ball, but they go after, uh, you know, every shot. You know, Moses Malone went after 100 shots to get 15 rebounds a game. It's not like he just picked the ones that came to him. And that extra effort is what gets you a lot of loose balls. You know, you, in college, they talk about the 50 50 ball, right? It could go either way. And effort makes the difference. And I think early in the season, when we saw this team really being scrappy, uh, you know, they were able to get a lot of those balls. Now the the pace is a half a step faster or a step faster. The players are you know two inches bigger, and you know Dolajai specifically has to kind of pick up his rebounding just by through the aggressiveness. You know, put a body on a guy a little earlier, attack the ball a little sooner, react a little quicker. 
And that's the difference between getting those rebounds and not getting them. And so, so that's what we're looking at. Is I, like I said, I, I, as long as he can keep his head up, meaning that he's not going to, uh, you know, get frustrated and aggravated and quit on himself, then I can I expect to see him improve incrementally as the season goes along. As we see, you know, with many freshmen, especially the not superstar guys, the guys who come in and you know and already are you know a step ahead. So he's a guy who's, you know, who's just going to need to. Uh, get the job done because frankly there aren't many options i mean it's not like you can give them a few games and then go to somebody else or nobody else so uh you know i think that the good news is he's gonna uh you know there's no place for him to hide right he's got to go out there and get something done because there is no one else to get it done danny shea's joining us here on orange nation and, and danny you mentioned the the 50 50 balls they can go a long way toward determining the 50 50 games and syracuse was six and oh to start the season in games decided by less than 10 points and now they've lost their last four st bonaventure wake notre dame uva all decided by single digits all went to the the opposition uh i guess my question to you is now that this team is is one and three in the acc and playing a nationally ranked team on the road on saturday could very well be one and four through five games is it time to hit the panic button on this season or is it you know stay the course and this team is good enough they've been in all these games which i think is an encouraging sign what side of the fence do you stand on you know with with that is it is it panic time or is it you know stay the course this team you know keeps improving keeps doing what it does well they'll be fine well, there's no, we're not anywhere near anything that's even considered panic time. Because frankly, the only time that is that's really an issue is the day you get knocked out of the ACC tournament, right? Up until then, you're still in it. So in this case, uh, you know, the the biggest thing Syracuse wants to get is they want to get ahead of the game. They don't want to have to rely on help from other teams to you know to move up the ladder. Uh, I think that you know, look, they kicked away Wake Forest and. Uh, you know, Notre Dame. And that's just one of those things, you know, it was a, you let the game stay closer than it needed to be. And that's where we talked earlier about Syracuse not having a lot of leeway, right? They have to uh, play effectively. They have to win the hustle game, the rebound game, the defense game. And they have to kind of figure out how to move the ball better on offense. Right now it's too much one-on-one. You just saw it in the, in the assist total the other night, you know, three assists for a game. You know, it's just unacceptable. They got to move the ball better because they don't really have breakdown scores. You know, Frank Howard's doing a good job of getting to the rim. Uh, Tyus Badalow is going to struggle because teams are going to figure him out and attack him once he puts the ball down. Same thing with O'Shea Brissett. He puts up a lot of tough shots because he just puts his head down and teams are collapsing. So, so they got to move the ball, ball better offensively and, you know, make a couple less mistakes. I mean, this could easily be this three and one right now. Uh, you know, or three and two, or four and one right now versus uh, you know one, you know what where they are. So, so this you know this team has a long way to go. The ACC is a dogfight. Every win they got to scrap for, and uh, you know Florida State would be a great win. You know, that's a team where they you know they can go down and and I think get that one. And then they've got a you know, a little bit easier road the next few games where they can kind of get back up to five hundred. You know, we talked a lot about the offense earlier in the show, Danny, and, and Pascal Chukwu looked like he, he had a pretty good offensive game and, and even looked like he uh, maybe developed a couple offensive moves uh, in in the post down there uh, against Virginia. Does that feel like the next step for this offense to get Chukwu a little bit more involved, whether it's a, a hook shot, whether it's uh, just dumping it to him a little bit more often and, and letting him score maybe another bucket or two a night? I think that absolutely, because number one, you know, we've talked week after week, what are the keys to this game? They have to find points somewhere. Can they get a couple of buckets in transition? They're already doing a great job of hitting the offensive boards. 
they're not – I don't see this team turning into a three-point shooting team, right? They just don't really have the horsepower. They're going to make some you – know, they'll, they'll shoot well some nights, but this isn't a thing you can rely on. But Chukwu is a guy who can – you know, add a few, you know, a few buckets a game. You know, we talked about offensive rebounds, cleaning up some fast breaks, right, as the trailer. Uh, but he's also a guy that if they start swinging the ball more, you know, on the second or third swing with that little duck in, just catch and turn and, you know, have that little jump hook where he's able to kind of get in there uh, on the swing of the ball where teams are rotating and giving that, those gaps. And also, you know, the, obviously the drive and dump, he's going to get more efficient on that. He's another guy, as we talked – we're about seeing incremental improvement over the season because he had had such a long layoff. And, and he's a guy we're absolutely seeing. it. His free throw shooting has really improved. He's getting more confidence on the offensive end. And most importantly, he's able to stay on the floor uh, watching his foul trouble, eliminating some of those cheap fouls. And for him, that's going to be critical. Uh, Danny, NBA question for you. We heard in the update uh, Kevin Durant got to 20,000 points last night. Uh, who who was the player who held you back from getting to twenty thousand? Why aren't you on that list? I know, you know. Well, it's it's funny when when I came in the league, my first ten years, I played with a guy who was in the at least one, if not three, that were in the top five in scoring in the league. I had you know Adrian Dantley led the league in scoring. Uh, you know, Alex English was the top scorer in the 80s, the entire 80s. And I played on some high-scoring teams, but we had just a guys who were great scorers. So I was the guy who got them their 30 a game. <laughs> there you go. All right. There so you go. I got the asterisk next to mine. If they yeah. counted screens, passes, and, uh, uh, you know, getting guys open, I'd be on that list. Points responsible for? You're there absolutely, you go. There you go. You're absolutely See, see I just list. played too early. Analytics today would have loved me. <laughs> Because well, I did all the things that didn't show up on the stat sheet, but now they look at. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So, right. I so if I grew guy. up in the analytics league, yeah. man, I'd have been I'd have been kicking it. You would have been a hot commodity. I want that guy on my team. Well, we love you, Danny, and uh, we always appreciate the insight. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll do it again next Thursday. Looking forward to it. All right, there he is. Uh, Danny Shea's got to take our first time out. Orange Nation rolls on right after this on ESPN Radio.